Okay, our wonderful audience, thank you very much for joining us today. This is Offside Talk coming to you with our very first podcast. Whether you are listening to us on YouTube or on one of the other platforms, please like us, please comment, share if you can, tell your friends all about us. This is the home of football where we talk about football because football is everything. This week we've got a special because the EPL is starting this weekend. We're going to start talking about the EPL. Finally, uh, I am with my co-host here, Fats, and we're going to talk about our Top transfers of the EPL. We're going to tell you guys what we think the top six teams will look like at the end of the season. We're going to talk about which teams we think will get relegated. And we're going to do our predictions for week one. How are you going, Fats? Yeah, I'm going quite well. It's finally good to get all this started. English Premier League is right upon us. We've got Liverpool and Norwich tomorrow morning. And all these topics that we've got to get through. So let's get straight into it. I agree. Let's talk about our top transfers. Now, the first person that I want to speak about is Pepe. Now, Pepe joined Arsenal from Lille for £72 million. Now, this guy had an absolute blockbuster of a season last year. Mm. With Lille, he scored, I believe, in 30 games, just over 20 goals. Now, with him being in the position and him having the season of his life, moving to Arsenal, I believe he's going to absolutely catapult with Aubameyang. And I think Arsenal's attack is going to be quite deadly this year. What do you think about it, Pepe? Um, great signing. I mean, I had him on my list as well of my top six and pretty much what you said, man. Um, add some pace on that side, you know. Um, excited to see him play. Yeah, I reckon those goals are going to come thick and fast for Arsenal. What about you? Excited for any transfers? Um, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got my few here. One one that's not, you know, you wouldn't say it's a flash transfer, but I think it's exciting being Australian. Aaron Moy, um, on loan from Huddersfield. He's back in the Premier League. Yes. Um, it'll be good to see him doing good. Good old Moisey. Um, pretty excited to see him. Uh, he did actually do good for Huddersfield. I mean, his pace isn't the greatest, but his vision in the game and getting those passes to those attackers when need be was immaculate for Huddersfield. He did have a few off games and a few injuries last year, but I think him back in the Premier League... It's quite good for Australian football as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, who have you got on your list? Um, next one, obviously, we can't we can't have a list without the most expensive defender in the world at the moment, Mr. Harry Maguire, transferred from Leicester to Manchester United for a record of eighty million pounds. I think it's eighty three off the top of my head. Now there is a lot of pressure on this guy. Now all the comparisons are going to be with Van Dyke, and we know Van Dyke is an absolute beast. Now, as a Chelsea supporter, I hate him because he's great, okay? But the effort that he put in throughout the whole season last year for Liverpool, Van Dijk, and just only being recently dribbled past Jesus for the first time in 63 um, outings, Harry Maguire, I think, has a lot of pressure on him. Oh, definitely, especially with that price tag that's now on his head. Yeah, 100%. Now, my biggest concern for Harry Maguire is he is... He is an English international. Now, is he going to partner up with whoever Solskjaer puts in right next to him? Now, Marcus Rojo was looking to transfer out of Manchester United, and that didn't fall through, so he's not the happiest person in the world. So, we're going to see how it works with Manchester United. Now, Van Dijk did have Alisson, so Harry Maguire can't exactly complain, considering his goalkeeper is De Gea. But I reckon that price tag 
is going to is going to weigh on him, especially after one or two bad performances. Anything can go, especially with those United supporters back there. Do you think the price tag's too hefty? He's not worth that much. Yeah. I can 100% say that he's not worth £80 million. Mm. I think with the transfer market going absolute bonkers now, I mean, attackers are now worth 130, 150, 160 million pounds. Defenders weren't going to stay at 20, 30 million pounds. Now, Van Dyke proved that. Now, whether Harry Maguire stays the most expensive defender for the upcoming season, we'll see. But with Real Madrid, PSG all flaunting their cash, I doubt that Harry Maguire will be the most expensive defender for too long. For too long. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, next on my list actually is is a little bit of a surprise one again. It's a player that I've been following for a couple of seasons, Trezeguet. So Trezeguet has come over from to Aston Villa from Kasım Pasha, from the Turkish league that I follow quite closely. Um, in the African Nations Cup that just happened, you know, the last couple of weeks over the off season, Trezeguet actually sh- he shined. Um, you know, there was talks about him playing better than Mohamed Salah did for the Egyptian team. Um, this guy. His partner, um, Jagne, last year, who's now playing for Galatasaray, scored 20 goals in the first half of the season last year, mainly because of the assists coming from Trezeguet. So I think this guy, he's going to shine. He's needed the players around him. I mean, at Kasim Pasha, once the people around him left, he sort of had nobody to assist, nobody to work with. But um, maybe the Premier League will prove something for him. Could also be a disaster. That's now, true. I mean, the Turkish league isn't exactly as fast as the English Premier League and a lot more defensive orientated sometimes so we're going to have to see if he can actually keep up with the pace of English football it'll be definitely um, interesting to see and definitely I'll have my eyes on him for me now Juan Cancelo from Juventus transfer to Manchester City now I reckon this guy is an animal is an absolute beast, and I think Manchester City got one of the deals of the season. I think it's quite cheap, isn't it? Yeah, very cheap. And they swapped Danilo to Juve, they pretty much did a quick swap. <laughs> and I reckon they've got a really, really good player here. And give him, give him a bit of time to adjust to the Premier League style of play. I think Manchester City have quite a gem there. I agree, I had him on my list as well. Um, last on my list of my um. Top five transfers here for this season for the EPL. Um, I have got Sebastian Haller. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but um, he's come over from Frankfurt to West Ham United. Now, what excites me about this guy so much? I mean, it's the German league. I know it doesn't hold up to the EPL, but this guy's got 60, 24 goals in 60 appearances. Um, that's, you know, let's a goal every two games, which isn't a bad statistic. I know for you, they're rookie numbers. But um, I'm actually excited to see this guy go. We're going to have to wait and find out. Now, like you said, it is the German league, but we're just going to have to see if he can actually keep up with the pace of the defenders or the... Can he do it on a, can he do it on a rainy day in England? I know they say it's a rainy day in Stoke, but Stoke's no longer in the Premier League, so... <laughs> we'll now, last on my list will be Sessegnon. Now, Tottenham signed this player. He's a very young player, but I reckon he's a future left-back. A future left-back for Tottenham to be there in the long term. Now, with the coach that they have in play, Pochettino, I know he loves the youngsters. I know he he's one of the top managers in the world at the moment, especially leading to leading Tottenham to the Champions League final last year. I reckon Sessegnon 
might be a very dark horse here for youth player of the season. So we're going to have to see. Now on a special shout out, we're going to have Chelsea's transfers, but as you know, we have a transfer ban, so... Well, we doesn't that suck to be you guys? Yeah. We did sign Kovacic because he was already loaned to us and that clause existed in his contract for us to be able to sign him even with the transfer ban. Transfer ban. But, um, yeah, we're going to just have to see how we travel. Walk down Struggle Street for Chelsea, you think? Uh, we're just going to have to see how the season goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, man, the off-season feels like it's been forever, eh? I'm, like, itching to go for this week. Um, let's hear your predictions, Fats. All right, so... First game, we have Liverpool versus Norwich. Now, Liverpool Champions League finalists finished second with a record number of points for Liverpool. I reckon they probably won't get out to a, a blockbuster start that everyone's hoping for, but I still, I still think that Liverpool will walk away with the win quite easily against Norwich. Uh, the game after that would be West Ham. They're going to be hosting Man City. Now, these are the champions. I don't think Man City... Will be struggling too much against West Ham. They've signed quite well in the off season as well. I don't think Pep Guardiola will be taking his foot off the pedal anytime soon, especially with that type of team. So I'm going with Man City for the win. Uh, Born of Sheffield United, I've gone for the draw. Uh, Burnley Southampton, I've got Burnley taking the seventh. Burnley at home, they're usually they're usually pretty. Um, they've got a pretty good fortress out there. Uh, Crystal Palace and Everton. Now, Everton did make a few signings, but um, I believe Crystal Palace at home. You've got a frustrated Zaha who couldn't move, but I think Crystal Palace will be able to take this and take the win. Uh, Watford and Brighton, I've gone Watford with the win. Spurs and Aston Villa. Aston Villa, the highest spenders of the Premier League. I believe they spent £130 million, the most of any team in the Premier League this season. Despite that, I think Spurs is a much more formed team. So I'm going with Spurs with the win. Leicester and Wolves. Wolves, for me, is the dark horse this season. And that I think they're going to be an absolute chaos for certain teams. Saying that, opening day, I, I still think their team needs to also get a bit more fluid, get a bit more understanding of how they all work around each other. I'm going for the draw. Um, Newcastle, Arsenal, Arsenal being away, Arsenal's new signings, possibly the best in the transfer market, I'm going with Arsenal for the win, uh, and the big game of round one, Manchester United, Oligon Solskjaer versus Frank Lampard's Chelsea, Frank Lampard hosting his first Premier League game this year, now as a Chelsea supporter I'm trying not to be biased with this one, but I've gone for the draw. Now, I've gone for the draw with this one only because it is the opening season. And um, Solskjaer bringing a few youngsters into the team. Lukaku now gone. I think both teams are going to be misfiring. So, I'm leading to the draw on that one. Nims, you're around one. It's a little bit scary how um, I like our ones. I even, you know, your reasoning behind your games. But um, for, the, for the opener, Liverpool against Norwich, I've gone Liverpool. Unlike you, though, I think... Liverpool seems a little bit confident. Um, they haven't made many transfers, obviously, but um, I think in front of a home a home crowd against Norwich, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking at two plus for the win, so it's like a 3-1 or a 2-0. Um, that could be my bias, though. I am a Liverpool supporter. Um, 
in the second game, West Ham against Man City. I mean, I think this is a this is a no brainer. This one, um, I think Man City was is going to take it out. I don't think it's going to be comfortable though, but I think they will take it out away from home. Um, Bournemouth and Sheffield. I've just gone with the home team with this one. I think Bournemouth will take it out. Crystal Palace and Everton. I think. As you said, you know, Everton has made some transfers, but, you know, they need that time to gel, like you said, about the Wolves and being away from home. I've actually gone for Crystal Palace to win this one. Um, Watford to win against Brighton. Spurs, I think, will take out Aston Villa. Um, As you said, I'm I'm really like... I really think Wolves are going to do something special this season. So... um, Leicester against the Wolves. I've I've tipped the Wolves to win. Uh, Newcastle and Arsenal. I think those new transfers are going to have to start talking. Um, Arsenal to take the win away from home. And in the game of the round, Man United and Chelsea. I've actually got a draw like you, Fats. Um, I think Man United are going to need some time to gel. Um, Chelsea, obviously, you know, not being able to make some transfers. I think it's going to be... It might even be a quiet game, I think. Yes, previously haven't like that, um, but we're going to have to wait and find out for this one. Now, we usually do have a third presenter, but he's currently unavailable at the moment, so we're just going to read out his round one predictions. So, our third presenter, Ohms. Liverpool, Norwich. Now, this is a bit of a surprise from my oh, perspective, definitely. as Ohms is, is a Liverpool supporter, so he's gone from the draw with Liverpool and Norwich. I think he's lacking some um, some confidence there for his he, team. His brain, I think, still might be in holiday mode here. <laughs> um, but he has raised his concerns with Liverpool's pre-season and their transfers, but I'm, I'm going to disagree with him on that one. Another shocker from my angle... Regarding the second game, Ohms has predicted West Ham to beat Manchester City. Wow. The defending champions going down to a loss on the opening day. That's a big call. Bournemouth, Sheffield United. He's gone Bournemouth for the win. Southampton to beat Burnley away. Crystal Palace and Everton to be a draw. Watford and Brighton. Watford with the win. Spurs and Aston Villa. Spurs with the win as well. Wolves away to Leicester with the win. Arsenal winning over Newcastle. And in the big game, Manchester United to beat Chelsea. I reckon he wrote that just to annoy you there. He probably did. But considering he picked Liverpool to draw and West Ham to beat Man City, I'm hoping he's all his tips are as wrong as he believed they will be. <laughs> yeah. So that's our round one predictions for this round. And I, I can't wait for the Premier League to come back. Yeah, definitely. How how boring is life without football? And we did have the Women's World Cup, which did keep us entertained. It yep. was good for anyone that watched it. It was absolute chaos with Australia leaving that early. Yeah. But, the, yeah, the Premier League couldn't come soon enough. Oh, definitely. Couldn't agree with you more, man. All right, Nims. We're hitting the end of the segment. Now we've got two more things to cover here. Relegation and top six. Relegation will start off first. Now, what's your? What? Who do you reckon is going to be relegated this season? Um, these are in no particular order. Um, I think Brighton. They only just scraped in last season. Um, I think Brighton will get relegated this season. Um, I went with Sheffield, um, and Norwich. To be honest, I've got the exact same list. Now, Brighton did scrape through, and I, I apologise for any Aaron Moy fans, but um, with them just scraping through, I, I don't. I don't see them staying up in the Premier League this season. They haven't made any significant transfers to, to you know, change that either. Keep them up there, yeah. 
Norwich. Norwich is the strong team that did get promoted. But I think that they'll be back on their way down. Um, now, top six. This is the big one now. Who do you reckon is your top six? Well, for my top six, I'm going to start with my sixth place. And I think uh, the Wolves are going to do something special this season. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they go even higher than this. As you said before as well, um, I can see them upsetting some teams. You know, those those difficult away games, if they can pull away with draws, win most of their home games, you know, like they, they're going to do some something special this season. Um, in fifth place, I've got your baby Chelsea. Um, not, I don't know. Um, I don't think they've got... Enough to go into that top four position. In fourth place, I've got Tottenham. Unfortunately, in third place, I've got Liverpool. Um, I don't know. I just some of the attitude around the club, non no signings. Um, I, I feel like we've got some weaknesses in defence. Um, the centre midfield role could have been strengthened. Um, a third place would be a a good result, I think, for Liverpool. Um, in second place, one of the Hot teams for transfers, Arsenal. I think Arsenal will go strong this season. Um, but in my first place, I've got Man City. Now, Man City, being a Liverpool supporter last season, I just needed them to lose a game. Um, what seemed forever, they didn't. I think they're strong. They've only added to that strength. Um, the experience they have on that team, I think, will bring them the um, premiership again this year. What about you, Fats? What about your top six? A solid six, and I think we've got a quite a similar but a few changes. I should say now I'll, I'll go in the same format as you, which is the top six starting from number six. Now I've gone Wolves as a dark horse. Yeah, the Wolves. I've always said that Wolves will be, a, I reckon, a force to deal with this season. I can see them upsetting a few of the, the top four teams, whether it's at home or away, maybe grabbing that draw and hammering them. At, um, once they visit their stadium. So I'm going to leave them at six. I've got my Frank Lampard, Chelsea, as number five. Oh, wow. Now, they are, there is a transfer ban. Everyone knows about the transfer ban. We haven't made any proper transfers, but we did have 580 players out on loan. Uh, I believe <laughs> on six different airplanes, they all came back. But um, I think we have enough youth to get us to the fifth place. Now, we do have Champions League. Whether that goes any further, I can't make a call on that until I see them start moving into their elements. Whether they're going to go absolutely crap or they're going to go good, we're going to have to wait for time and see how it goes. It's just interesting that... um. We, we actually haven't talked about what our predictions are before this, and we have the same predictions for our sixth and our fifth. Yeah, that's it. Now, I still agree with you as well. I reckon the Wolves has a potential of upsetting a few of those teams that are moving maybe into fifth or fourth position. I know that is a big call for fourth, but we've seen it in the past with teams such as Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, all struggling and teams such as Leicester winning the Premier League. Could they be another Leicester? We'll have to see, but um, I, there's potential. I doubt it that there will be another Leicester. Oh, no, not another Leicester, but that'll be, you know, I, I think definitely they're going to be a team that surprises this season. 100%. Fourth, I'm going with the standard fourth owners, which is Arsenal. Arsenal will forever be fourth. <laughs> I don't care about the signings that they've done. They will forever be fourth. Um, now, look, on a serious note, they have done some transfers. They have done some actually pretty good transfers. And in my opinion, the best transfers in the in the EPL, possibly in the world. 
Now, I know there's Real Madrid, but look how they've gone pre-season. But I, I just think that around December, January, and towards the end of the season, for some reason, it's an Arsenal thing to flop. They always flop. Mm-hmm. Especially, I believe, last year they lost their last six away games and ended up costing them the Champions League. Now, you know, Emery did his transfers, I reckon... Excellent, absolutely immaculate transfers with the budget they had. I believe it was a forty-five million pound budget. They had to sell and buy, sell and buy. They sold smart and they bought smart. You're upsetting a lot of um, Arsenal supporters there, though, Fats. My Chelsea supporters, my dude. <laughs> Third, I've gone Liverpool. Now, Liverpool did get the most amount of points that they've ever had in any season in the English Premier League. And they finished second. Reaching that status again, I think, will be very, very hard for Liverpool. They did have a bad preseason. Sometimes that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, Liverpool, I think the biggest problem is going to be the amount of games that they're going to play this year. Now, Liverpool have the Premier League, the Carling Cup, the FA Cup, the Champions League. They're starting against Chelsea in the Super Cup, which I think is in a week's time, I believe so. Which Omer's actually attending. Exactly right. So that's already five tournaments, plus the Club World Cup, that's going to be in the middle of the Premier League. So I think if the longer they progress in the Champions League again, it's going to be hard for them in the Premier League. And you don't see them having enough depth in their squad? I believe depth-wise, Liverpool could be a lot better. But they did it last year. They played quite a significant amount of games and won the Champions League. Now, an injury or two can change everything for them. But um, I'm leaving them in third spot. I've put in second spot Tottenham. Now, as much as it burns me to put Tottenham in second place, I think with the team that they have, with the manager that they have, and with a few of the transfers that they've done this season, despite them missing on Dybala, I think that they will finish second. Whether they are close to my number one team, time will tell. I don't believe so. I think my number one team is in a different element at the moment. A league of their own. A league of their own. No, my number one being Man City. Now, Man City is trying to go for the treble. I think they'll, they'll achieve it. Treble being winning the Premier League three times in a row. Now, Guardiola is... He's turning that team into a force. Their, his, his passing style, the way he, he runs his team is running absolutely like clockwork at the moment. Man City, I think in my opinion, to take it out, and I think it'll be easy. I think it'll be similar to the first time that they did win the Premier League under Guardiola, which was, I think, 20 points or 15 points ahead of everyone else. Last year, it was possibly one of the tightest races. But this, uh, this coming season, I don't think Man City will have any issues. Even if injuries hit them, I feel like they are one of the few teams in the world that has a second squad, possibly even a third squad, just chilling in their subs and their reserves. And just as good as their first team, almost. Exactly. I mean, you look at their bench when they're playing, I mean, and the guy coming off the bench is just as good as the guy who started in the first 11. At one stage, I still remember last season, at one stage they had De Bruyne... Leroy Sane, Bernardo Silva, and David Silva sitting on the bench. Yeah. Now, 
you give these plates to anyone else, they're an open starting squad. Yeah, permanently. permanently. They've got their name etched on the field. They could be injured and they'll still start in other teams. But a bench like that, uh, I just I, I can't, can't see them not winning. And that's what I was talking about with the depth with Liverpool. I don't think they have that depth in their in their substitutions or, you know, on their bench. Nims, we've covered everything that we possibly can for the first day of the league. Yep. The transfers, the top six, the relegation. I'd just like to thank all our listeners for listening in. Nims, any last words? I just want to say thank you to our audience. Uh, we've been talking about doing this podcast for such a long time. It's really um, an accomplishment to get going. I also want to say to our audience, you guys can reach us on our many platforms, whether it be Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Please like, comment, subscribe to hear more from us and let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And um, until next week, I guess.